The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Four to nothing. Baltimore wins game two of the four-game set in a series that the Royals need to split. And if they're going to get that done, they'll have to do it the hard way by winning the final two of this series. Hey, welcome in. It's Clubhouse Conversation, your dish. Yeah, for game two. And it's a game we've seen over and over this year where the Royals get good to solid starting pitching and can't hit worth a lick. Four to nothing, and the season is now 25.1% over. We're a hair over the quarter mark now, 41 games out of 162. It's not really early anymore now, is it? Season's over 25%. Guys are at the 158 bat mark-ish. We're starting to see kind of what players are going to be. It's not looking real pretty for the Royals offense right now. Not at all. This game can pretty much be summed up in three ways. Let's go over it here. Number one, bottom of the first inning, the Royals get a leadoff double by Noriaoki. You're like, great. We got a double. Should be able to get that guy over and in. It's looking good, right? No. He never moved. He stood at second base. Once again, the Royals, bad approach. I complimented them last night. In their 2-1 to loss, I shouldn't have complimented them. I mean, maybe I didn't really compliment them, but I was looking at the positive last night and that their approach was a lot better, I had thought, against Chen. Not tonight, though. Same old, you get a leadoff double, Eric Hosmer, hack, hack, hack. First pitch, pops out the shallow left field. Didn't even pull the baseball with the runner at second to move him over to third. Left center field, hack, hack, hack. First pitch, pops out. So Noriaoki standing it's second base now with one out. Salvador Perez goes down on just a few pitches and a soft liner to second. Then Alex Gordon flew out to left. That's all that she wrote there. That would be the only extra base hit the Royals had tonight. The first hitter of the game. Double. That's it. Not again. We saw Baltimore once again with a home run tonight. Last night they won it off of a home run. Tonight it was just the icing on the cake when Chris Davis went deep in the eighth against Jeremy Guthrie. But once again, the Royals' bad approach tonight, or at the very least, questionable approach. Even Ned Yost agreed in the postgame news conference. Number two, situational hitting. Not good. Not moving runners. So right there in that first inning is one example. Number two tonight, the Royals allowed Chris Tillman to throw his first major league shutout. Congratulations. First major league shutout for Chris Tillman tonight. Give the guy credit. He was good. He wasn't shut out good. It's Chris freaking Tillman, not Justin Verlander or Clayton Kershaw or Max Scherzer or Felix Hernandez. Number three tonight, the third thing, all you had to know was, I found myself most interested by the Western Kingbirds. Those birds up there, they kind of sit on the screen up there and attack the moths. Those things are pretty pretty interesting to watch. Have you ever watched those before? It's amazing what the Royals offense allows me to do. You know, I noticed things, nuances of the game at Kauffman Stadium I never noticed before up there. Those birds, they go after those moths, man. They fly from those man-made things. I, l- I looked them up on, on uh, Wikipedia, thanks to Brian Bannister, former Royal Brian Bannister, for the tweet last night. He told me all about the Western Kingbirds. I read about them. Tonight you can hear them. They make these little noises. And they go after, they spot the moss, like, somehow. They have eyes in the back of their head. I watched them tonight in the back of their head take off, go into center field, swoop on the moth, bring it back in their beak, and then they eat it there right above the Royals' dugout. 
on that uh, screen wire thing that holds the screen up. Pretty amazing. The Western Kingbirds, they're worth the price of admission. The Royals' offense isn't. But the Western Kingbirds, i got to put a plug in for them tonight. So that <laughs> the Royals' offense, you know, it's helping me bird watch out there at the K. That's the most excitement I've had on this homestand. <laughs> That's not true. They won two games against the Rockies, but didn't really hit in those games either. But anyway, the $1 Pepsis, I also had to have three of those tonight to stay awake out there. I'm not kidding. I was bored tonight. It's just they didn't even they squared one ball up the whole night, didn't they really? Billy Butler hit a shot to the fence in right center field. I'm trying to think, did they really? I mean, I think he hit a double, but he didn't really hammer the ball. Oh goodness, the Western Kingbirds. At least we have them. So there's two schools of thought in the season. Let's just look at the big picture here. The season's, like I said, a hair over 25% over. The first school of thought is that the Royals are playing 500 ball, just below 500 ball. They're only a couple games out of the playoffs right now if the playoffs were to start today, and that's with putrid offense. Dead last in home runs, the bottom in extra base hits, OPS, on base. It's just it's not good. Who in that lineup is performing up to their ability right now? Nobody. There's not one hitter. Okay, Escobar. Alcides Escobar is, okay? Omar Infante, if he's in there, is maybe Lorenzo Cain, maybe. But again, for him, especially, it's kind of a small sample size. Maybe, maybe three guys in that lineup are performing up to their level of expectation. You know who's been a disappointment to me in this lineup is Nori Aoki. Just hitting 260, striking out way more than advertised. He's not really walking. His defense has been very questionable. Some of the routes he takes on balls have perhaps cost the Royals a game defensively earlier in the season. Love the guy. I, I Before the season, I really thought he would have a good year, especially in spacious Kauffman Stadium. I thought he'd be a guy the Royals definitely want to lock up past this year. I'm not so sure right now. Now, you know, 25%, okay, it's still somewhat early, but we're starting to see enough here. We're starting to see obvious things, like, number one, Billy Butler's gone after this year. You're not exercising a $12 million option for a guy that has trouble getting the ball to the outfield. No power, can't run, can't play a position. That's obviously you want to be able to put Salvi in the DH spot twice a week next year. So we're starting to be able to see that, that Billy Butler's not going to have the kind of year that's going to get him the, the option year picked up. He would have had to have mashed this year, and that's not going to happen. He may still have a decent year, but he's not going to mash. We're seeing Noriaoki deficiencies defensively. Not able to get on base as much as maybe as you'd like out of the leadoff hitter. Um, Eric Hosmer's not in for power. We've seen Mike Moustakis. Even my boy Alex Gordon's got to turn things up, which he knows. He'll tell you the same thing. But at least Alex brings you something every game defensively. He's the premier left fielder in the game. He's a good base runner. He's a good leader. So with Alex, I'm not worried about him. I, I do think Alex will, will turn this around. I think Alex will end up with around 15 home runs, somewhere in the 280s. It won't be the year that he really wants, but it'll be a good year for Alex Gordon. But I'm not so sure about Billy Butler anymore. Is the bat speed gone? Is that why he's not hitting? Don't know. I'm not a hitting coach. I'm not a professional. I'm a bird watcher. I like the Western Kingbirds out there at Kauffman Stadium. Thank you, Royals offense. So that's the first school of thought in the season is that the Royals are not hitting yet, and they're right there, and they're going to start hitting. I do think that they're not this bad. There's no way these guys are going to keep scoring one run a night, two runs a night. You know, Gordon's going to have one home run. Butler's going to have one home run. Hosmer's going to have one. Obviously, the guys are going to start hitting better than this. When the weather warms up, that'll help. I mean, look, just last night, look how close the Royals were. They were a matter of inches to winning last night. 
the weather's warmer than they won last night. But then again, I guess what? The other team is playing in the same conditions, and they've hit home runs back-to-back nights. So The other school of thought, of course, is that the Royals just are not that good offensively, and they're not going to be good offensively because they really weren't good offensively last year, and they essentially have the same team on the field for the most part. They have upgraded it in right field at second base, but once again, Omar Infante, his whole career has never been able to stay healthy. I don't believe he's played more than 130 games in a season, starting at least before. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's it's still obviously enough season left, and the Royals are right there. I mean, that's not that big of a deal. I'm not that down on them tonight. You know, I told you they needed a split in this series. They can still easily get that. Uh, the matchup tomorrow, I like it, actually. I like the Royals tomorrow. Danny Duffy, got a good feeling about him against Bud Norris. Although Bud, basically the same stats as Chris Tillman for the most part. And look what Chris Tillman did tonight. He became Max Scherzer tonight. So we'll see. Then you got Jimenez and Shields on Sunday. One more thing tonight. Jeremy Guthrie, good enough. Eight innings, four runs, eight hits, two strikeouts, one walk. He got squeezed a couple of times. Had a you know an infield chopper. Had some bad luck. Really, Jeremy Guthrie probably was more of an eight-inning two-run guy tonight with a couple breaks. That's his defense. On the other side, you'd like to see him strike out more guys, obviously. That would help things out a little bit. But I thought Guthrie pitched pretty well tonight. He gave his, his team a chance to win. He did a good enough job, just like, you know, Ventura did last night and on and on and on and on, but didn't matter. Guthrie deserved at least a no decision tonight, and I'm sure if it was a tie game, 3-3, he wouldn't have gone out for that eighth inning anyways and given up that final run to Chris Davis. But the bright side is Royals can still easily salvage the series. The bullpen's fresh as only one inning was pitched from new Royal Casey Coleman. Welcome to KC Casey. Uh, hey, that kind of rhymed. Welcome to KC Casey. His first name is actually Joseph, by the way, but he goes by Casey. But one perfect inning for Joseph Casey Coleman. One, two, three in his Royals debut. Good job by Coleman. And, uh, you know, kind of sad to see Justin Maxwell go, but he wasn't playing, and the Royals probably really didn't need five outfielders the way this team lines up, especially when you've got a guy like Jimmy Paredes, one phone call away. Paulo Orlando's having a great year, not in the 40, probably just filler at this point, but he's having a great year, worth at least keeping your eye on in Omaha. Could be the, you know become the second Brazilian player to make it to the MLB next to Jan Gomes of Cleveland. So we'll see. Uh, Maxwell struck out you know 45% of his at-bats as well, just wasn't getting the job done on his limited role. Sad to see him go, but perhaps the Royals can flip him for something. I'm sure there's some interest for him with his tool set, his power, and not, not to mention he's a hell of a guy. Great teammate, great family man, good guy. So we wish Max the best here in Clubhouse Conversation. So that's about it for tonight. Just wanted to make sure I give the Western Kingbird some love. Watch them tomorrow night if you're out the K. They should be around until about mid-August, I think, according to some bird pages I've been Googling. So once again, Royals Offense, thank you for allowing me to read up on the Western Kingbirds. And now I'm going to be up all night from drinking those $1 Pepsis. I had to drink those to stay awake during our ferocious offensive attack tonight. So... So if we get them tomorrow night, we'll be here again for you on Clubhouse Conversation. Also be looking for the interview that I did earlier today with Joe LaHood. It is absolutely fantastic. He was a member of the Royals in 77 and 78, and that will be posted right here on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a good night.